What up, hockey, hockey fans? My name is Erica Lindsay Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken. And for today's episode on a Seattle Kraken game day, are we going to talk about a player that we won't even see in the next two games? You betcha. That's coming up next on Locked on Kraken. Locked on Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say? Welcome to the show, Seattle Kraken fans. As always, I want to thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. If we're just meeting for the first time, thank you so much for listening to Locked on Kraken. Again, I'm your host, as it says on the screen, Erica Lindsay Ayala. I will be broadcasting games this weekend for the Premier Hockey Federation, so I'm pretty excited about that. But before we get into, into that, there's some news that tangent actually deals with the Seattle Kraken as in we won't have to worry about Jack Eichel for the Buffalo Sabres although we probably wouldn't have had to worry about him for today's game because it is a game day we weren't gonna have to worry about that anyway but the next game that we have against Las Vegas still gonna be in the news cycle so we might as well get it out of the way let me give you the details here Jack Eichel officially traded it was announced today for those who have been following along it's been quite the saga I mean quite quite the saga let me just get this situation situated here so we can talk about it I'll share my screen. Jack Eichel, for those who may not know, uh, was player drafted to Buffalo, really wanted out of his contract in Buffalo, and it was a whole hoop and well to do. I don't know what the heck was going on. The issue is, oh, let me get this overlay out of the way. The issue is that Jack Eichel needs surgery on his neck. Uh, the Buffalo, uh, I almost said Buffalo Buttes. That's a bad habit from the Premier Hockey Federation. Anyway, the Buffalo Sabres didn't want to pay for the surgery that Jack Eichel wanted. It started getting nasty. But even before this offseason, let's keep it real, Buffalo fans uh, or hockey fans, we know that Jack Eichel was one of the people keeping it real about what was happening in Buffalo. This team can't win. Mentioning the Buffalo Buttes. They dropped the Buffalo Buttes like a bad habit. That's a little bit complicated, but still a lot of residue. A lot of people don't like that. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Of course it didn't, but you know, karma. I don't know. Anyway, so Jack Eichel is traded as we see her here. Excuse me. The, the Sabres acquired Peyton Krebs and Alex Tooch uh, prospects for Jack Eichel. Now, something else to um, just keep in consideration here um, is that Jack Eichel comes with a big price tag. And so I'm going to pull up this article. This is over at The Athletic. Um, and a few different writers contributed to this, but I like this graphic that they have. So I'm going to show you the screen here in just a wee moment. 
Um, because Jack Eichel, what is it? They're saying it's uh, 10 million over five years still on his contract. So what we know about Las Vegas is uh, Las Vegas will spend money. They will spend some money. And it seems that that trend will follow with Jack Eichel. So I hope you can see this here, but we're looking at this graphic again. This comes from The Athletic. If you want to see this article, I will post it in the show notes for you. Um, but what we're seeing here, let me try to make this a little bigger for you. Is that better? Hopefully that's better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Let's make it a wee bit bigger. Oh. That's too big. All right, here we go. This is what we got. This is what they're showing us. Jack Eichel, uh, this is the payout structure over the last handful of years here. Um, and, um, you know, where is he as far as a lineup fit? So it's projected that he's still going to be a star through 2022, but, uh, you know, a top fit through 2027. Um, and so the, they also break it down. Jack Eigel for usage, um, on ice wind share market value, all kinds of stuff here. Um, but worth noting. So for while he was with, um, the Sabres in his short time with the Sabres, he is already 19th in goals. 139 goals, 22nd overall for the franchise in assists with 216 and 18th overall in points. He was also nearly a, a point per game player with a 0.95 uh, per game for Buffalo. So it's kind of a big deal. Buffalo moving on from Jack Eichel, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, the memes are out. Uh, the the gifts and the graphs and the uh, all of the stuff. All of the stuff is here. But I thought what um, Marissa and Jemmy said is most apropos to here on Locked on Kraken. Uh, Jack Eichel formerly with the Sabres, gets traded to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. The Seattle Kraken play the Sabres tonight and will play Vegas next Tuesday. Jack Eichel, guaranteed, will not be in either lineup, not tonight nor on Tuesday, but will guaranteed be in the news cycle. Am I feeding the beast? you dang right. This is kind of big news, and it goes to the bold prediction that I have made. In case you forgot, and uh, I should have pulled that up for you. In case you forgot, I said uh, that, you know, the Seattle Kraken really needed to focus on being able to get competitive in the division. Let me get rid of this. We don't need this right now. So they needed to get competitive in the division before the division start got, starts getting spicy. Before the block is hot, right? Ah, ah. It's just watching Insecure. Anyone? The block is hot. The block is hot. Ah, ah. That was hilarious. <laughs> anyway, uh, before the block is hot, the Seattle Kraken needed to do that. And where are we right now? Not great. Not great. So here we go. I'm going to share another screen with you. The Seattle Kraken right now in the NHL standings, where are we? at the bottom of the barrel 
in the Pacific Division. I saw also that Marissa and Jemmy beat writer uh, is writing about the Seattle Kraken for the Seattle Times. Make sure you're following Marissa, friend of the pod, been on the pod before she got her gigs. So we're going to have to have her back. But she put out a tweet saying, hey, you know, Seattle Kraken, we're three, six and one in 10 games. Point three, five win percentage, seven points on the board. It's early November now. Is it time to worry? Do we still have to wait it out? What's happening? McCann back in COVID protocol as well as goaltending coach. Um, so is it too early? Now, I said I was going to give them till the end of the year. I said specifically, though, that I wanted to really start analyzing this team at the end of October. I don't think it's too early to analyze this team. And coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I want you to hear what Dave Haxtell is saying. It's more or less the same, but I want you to hear what he's saying about that transition from being a team that has no identity to becoming a team that lives out its identity. Remember, it's not release the Kraken, it's unleash the Kraken. We need to unleash the Kraken. And we've seen it in spurts. Now it's a matter of consistency. So I do think that we are still, again, going back to another former guest, Allison Lucan. Going back to Allison, she was on a Goodreads Monday. We've strayed away from that a little bit. We'll get back to it. But Allison, in her Goodreads piece, the piece that I wanted Allison to talk about, was talking about leadership. There's a lot of leadership on this team, but it does take time to build that chemistry. It's the Tuckman model, people. We are past the forming stage. The expansion draft happened. Free agency happened. Now it's the storming stage. In order for a group, a cluster of random people, of random individuals, you put, you push them together, and yay, exciting, release the Kraken, Climate Pledge Arena, 30-second team, woo everything's so exciting, we're, we're amazing, we're so amazing. That's the forming stage, people. That's the forming stage. The storming stage is, oh, crap, we've got to play hockey against franchises that have been doing this for decades. For, like, 10 times over, right? Because some of these teams, original six teams, you know the vibe, whatever. Over 100 years of the National Hockey League. And some of these teams predate that including the Seattle Metropolitans. They just didn't last. Anyway, needless to say, there's a lot of work that the Seattle Kraken have to do to get through the storming stage where everything kind of sucks to get to the performing stage of the Tuckman model. Coming up next, I'm going to remind you of that piece from Allison. Do you know now? Can you see why I was so excited to have Allison here to talk about that? Because that's literally what we're going through. So it's not too early to assess, too early to judge. Mm, I, I think there are some things that this team is going to have to hunker down and do better. But we're going to talk about that coming up next on Locked on Kraken. But right now, I'm going to tell you about one of our sponsors, 
we are so thankful that betonline.ag has a fantastic new interface, a new website, and they are ready for basketball, for football, and of course, for hockey season in 2021. And even with all that new, Bet Online remains your number one spot for basketball and football action this season. And we want you to head over to that brand new website. You can use your desktop. I've got a brand new desktop. You can use your laptop, your mobile device, whatever you got, and head over to betonline.ag. Use that promo code locked on. And when you make your first deposit, you will get a 50%, that's a 50% welcome bonus when you go to betonline.ag and make your first deposit. So whether it's basketball, football, or even, hey, we're going to be talking about Vegas. Even your favorite Vegas casino games, betonline.ag is the place to go. So don't miss out on what they have in store for 2021. Remember, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. As always, on a Thursday, it's going up. On a, well, it's not a Tuesday. On Tuesday, we play. Anyway, that was a really bad musical transition, whatever. I'm doing these live. You got to deal with me. But we thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. Excited to talk to you about the news cycle, which again, it, it, it in a very random, not direct way at all, the news cycle about Jack Eichel is going to be a part of what the Seattle Kraken has to deal with. But you know what? Dave Haxtell knows. <laughs> Whether it's Jack Eichel or anything else, the Seattle Kraken have to focus on the Seattle Kraken. And so I'm going to take you over to what Dave Haxtell had to say. We're going to hear from him a little bit about the last handful of games. Um, remember, I talked about it in the first block, about moving from a team figuring itself out to being and becoming a team that knows who they are and then moving from there to being a team that can consistently play that kind of game. So let's get you over to Dave Haxtell. This is from yesterday's practice. At the time of this recording, the Kraken probably haven't hit the ice yet for morning skate. So you'll get a little bit of that tomorrow, as well as, of course, a recap of the Buffalo game. But for right now, let's head over to Dave Haxtell. And then I'll remind you again about that Allison Lucan story so we can go through the Talkman model together so we can figure out exactly where the Seattle Kraken are in that leadership development phase. Let's go, Davey Dave. We're up next. We're going to get one to go for us. You know, if you go back and, and kind of tear it down, uh, the game in Edmonton, um, you know, I look at it and, uh, you know, I see – I gave it six grade A opportunities. Um, so we got to have one of those, you know, we like to have a little bit of puck luck somewhere along the way until that starts happening and falling our way. We got to get a little hungrier around the blue paint. We got to get a little hungrier on seconds and, uh, and you know, really work to find one. Uh, once it turns, you know, our zone time and our opportunities and uh, have been good coming off of, you know, pretty clean entries. So uh, um, at the end yeah, of the day, you know, we're, it's about finding the back of the net. Let's stop right there. Did you hear what Dave said right there? Listen, it's about zone entries. It's about puck luck. It's about, um, you know, what I hear him talking about is exactly what we've talked about 
on Locked on Kraken, which is being able to get in front of that net. And until you can get good puck luck, which you hear a lot of the guys talking about getting good chances, just the shots are getting blocked, the shots are getting saved. But until you find that sharp shooting puck luck, what do you got to do? Find the garbage in front of the net. Those are the rebounds. Did you hear my rant about that? I know I was probably like in a small little box because I forgot to toggle this, but that's what I hear Dave Haxtell talking about right now. So again, where are we going to get the gritty type of play from this Seattle Kraken team? Does it exist on this roster? There were always questions about the forward line on this roster. Does it exist offensively? on this roster. I guess we're going to have to find out. Let's hear more from Dave though. Yeah. A big narrative on, you know, on, on the scoring side of it. Um, you know, we, we had good looks we had good opportunities. You know, the, the thing that has to remain is, you know, playing real sound defensively. Uh, there's probably one or two, uh, you know, one or two that we've given up in this last five game segment that are too easy. So we're, we control that. We've got to, we got to clean those up and, and take those away. Um, you know, and then, you know, on the offensive side, uh, again, same thing, you know, you know continue creating that zone time, create off the transition, which we are, and then, you know, until we start getting a bounce or two around, around the net, we got to get a little hungrier. Yeah, yeah, you got to get hungry. Did you also hear, though, Dave say a, a, a one or two that we've given up that were too easy? I think that's accurate. One or two a game, maybe, though? Like not overall, like you're not talking overall, Dave, like you're talking about like per game, but again, uh, he, he talked a little bit about defense and how sound defense has to be the standard. And that's what I'm saying. Can we gauge, can we judge what's happening on the forward lines? Even before the season started, I thought it was going to be hard to do that. I did think that we needed to probably revitalize perhaps some of what was happening there. Um, I know I said earlier in the week, I guess it would have been on Tuesday show that I don't like that Dave is changing the lines because you have to build consistency. But at the same time, he's got to find the right match and the right pairs uh, offensively in particular. But you hear him talking about sound defense and OK, one or two that we've given up that were easy, that were too, too easy, as Dave said. I would say that's probably one or two a game or at least one or two a week. Um, but the sound defense, did you hear my rant about the weak side, about the far post? That has to be better. That's one of those things that we right now, I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe that we can judge the Seattle Kraken on what they're doing defensively because these are not things like, oh, this defensive player made a, a, a fantastic play. A lot of it is weak side. And so sometimes that's the forwards, just having the wherewithal and staying in the play, but not puck watching. Staying in the play when you are not actively trying to pick up sticks and retrieve the puck is watching where the other team is. You have to have eyes, stick to stick, body to body, as I've heard it said before. You have to do that. And the Seattle Kraken is not. All right, back to Dave. I'll, I'll try not to rant. Here we go. Back to Dave. You know, I'm, I'm confident our guys will do that. The most important thing is our structure um, and, and how we want to do things as we go through a 60-minute hockey game. Well, I believe we're ahead of just the daily work in progress. You know, our first five games, we went on that road trip. 
Um, you know, you'd, you'd probably be hard-pressed to really find an identity through those first five games. As you turn the page to our last five-game segment here, I think you'd see a real distinct uh, personality uh, to, to this hockey team and the way we play over 60 minutes. And, um, you know, we haven't gotten uh, the results out of these last five games that we want to or expect to, uh, so we have to continue pushing to make sure that that happens. Yeah, having, having two goaltenders is, is critical for sure in this league, whether it's back-to-backs or just, you know, even through a regular uh, rhythm of a schedule. So uh, having him back will, you know, will be, and it is very important. Um, That being said, you know, Joey did a good job while he was here. Um, Just like any other player that that would come into our dressing room in an injury situation, you'd expect that player to be ready to play, to step up, and to be able to help us win. All right, so a few other nuggets that you got there from Dave Haxtell. Uh, Joey Decord will, um, you know, be heading back to Charlotte. He liked what he did. I've talked about Joey a lot. Um, So, you know, um, is it surprising? No, uh, because now we see that Chris Drieger, he spoke to media, said he tweaked something. I think I mentioned it too, but I kind of saw a little bit of something. You saw him kind of shake try to shake something out um, during that game against Philly. And he thought it was okay, played the game, woke up the next day. I'm assuming there was some swelling or maybe just uh, had some trouble with mobility and had to handle that. So, uh, you know, Chris Drieger, it sounds like, is making his way back. You heard Dave Haxel talk a little bit about um, that, you know, he has been able to um, – get a full, basically a full 50 minutes of practice in. So that's a good sign for this team. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find, trying to find this article by Allison and I can't seem to find it. Um, that's what happens when you don't pull up the article beforehand (laughs) live. We're live streaming folks. All right. Well, let's go to, or I should say coming up next uh, on Locked on Kraken. We're going to go to some of the analytics. That'll give me a little bit of time to try and figure that out. But we do have, uh, I'll, sh- I'll fire up uh, an article by Allison that you can check out. Also, what we got from the team and what we see on NHL so we can compare and contrast. But that's coming up next on Locked on Kraken because it's a game day, baby. We got to get ready for Buffalo. Sands, Jack Eichel, forever. All right. But um, before I do that, um, I just want to remind you uh, to make Locked on Kraken your first listen every day. We are the only daily podcast for the Seattle Kraken hosted by yours truly. All right. Let's get into the analytics of it all. Uh, Okay. So first things first. You've heard it on the broadcast more than likely, and we've talked about it here, but um, the Seattle Kraken are a team that doesn't start well. (laughs) They don't start well. And, um, you know, I want to do a comparison, and this is coming from what we got from the Seattle Kraken, but just a comparison of, of what we're seeing when it comes to Seattle versus this particular Buffalo Sabres team. Um, So the Seattle Kraken 
are a team that they they give up a decent amount of goals in the first period. Uh, goals per period for opponents in the first is 13 as compared to only seven goals in the first period by the Seattle Kraken. So we should have this. Oh, that's the wrong one. Um, it's... Um, it's not great. <laughs> it's not great. Uh, this is these are the game notes uh, that you should see now that the Seattle Kraken sent over. Let me make it a little a wee bit bigger for you. So this is what we're talking about. Opponents are th- are scoring thirteen goals in the uh, first period as compared to only seven goals from the Seattle Kraken. Now, if we look at that for the second period, the middle frame, if you will, 11 goals for the Seattle Kraken, only seven for opponents. But let's pop up to Buffalo. What are they doing? They also score more in the second frame than at any other time in the game. They also limit their opponent to six goals um, in the second frame, that's the least amount of goals given or a goals allowed um, at any point in the game. So the second period, folks, by the data, by the analytics, is showing us that uh, the second period is where it's at. But now if either Buffalo or the Kraken can find a way to either start the game a little bit better than usual and certainly end the game a little bit better than usual, um, that's when we'll probably see who becomes is, and is victorious in this game, is who's going to be able to start well, who's going to be able to finish well, because apparently both teams really play well coming out of that first intermission. But let's see it in another way. I want to show it to you uh, on NHL.com. They have a little bit of a different... Look, if you will, to the analytics, and I like this because you can really see what's happening when it comes to the power play. All right, so here we go. This is what we're looking at now. I want to, again, make this a little bit bigger for you. So you can see uh, it has the players to watch here uh, uh, by, you know, the last five games, Asplund for... Uh, the Buffalo Sabres, Yanni Gord, and Tanev really lighten it up. But this is what I want to focus on, okay? The power play. Look at the disparity here. Like, are we seeing this? Are we seeing this? Like, just if you just look at the graph, like halfway would be here, and it is definitely tilted. As they say, the ice is tilted in favor of Buffalo and basically everybody else in the NHL when they play the Seattle Kraken. That's a problem. Now, when it comes to the kill, sixth and seventh in the league. So we'll see where the special teams battle lies. Obviously, the Kraken have a lot of work to do on the power play, but they're right in the mix when it comes to the penalty kill against Buffalo. So I would like to see personally the Seattle Kraken not go into the box. I always want to see that. But if they can draw penalties, get a little bit more opportunities on the power play, well, the stats show that it wouldn't really matter, but wouldn't it be nice if uh, some of the work that we see has been reported um, that's being put in on the power play, wouldn't it be nice to see if uh, some of that ends up working out? And as you can see, more more um, 
more often than not, or in more categories than not, these two teams are relatively evenly matched. I mean, this is another one. So, um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see goals allowed versus games played. I think that's what that is. Um, Groovy is I'm assuming who we're going to see, as you can see the goaltender comparison here, uh, that's another advantage for a Buffalo, but I'm expecting it's Grubauer just because Drieger just getting back. We do know that Joy Decord was sent down. So I guess the assumption is that Drieger is going to be back soon, like soonish, like pretty soon, pretty soon. But I would say probably not soon enough to start in um, Seattle today. So that's some of the, you know, statsy stuff. Um, analytics with Allison. She's focusing on the eye test versus data, which, of course, I am an eye test person. And so far, the eye test is saying that we're okay and saying that the power play is terrible and that defense needs to really work out. But Allison writes, thanks to our friends Sports Logic, we can pull the conversion rate for power plays that were contained entirely within one period, no carryover, as compared to power plays that were spread across two periods. That would be with carryover. Here's what we found. Um, and so this is, again, so there have been, especially in that last game, a fair amount of carryover for power plays. Um, we see that over the past two seasons, a power play that is contained within one period is more successful than one that is broken across two. The more games we included in our evaluation, the more we found this to be true. So this is interesting. It's a little bit of a different spin on the, the power play analysis. So I guess by these numbers, if the Seattle Kraken are absolutely going to be on the power play, what we want generally speaking, is for them to have their power, power play in the same period. No carryover, right? But on the other side of things, for the penalty kill, which is not really the issue for the Kraken, but if they're going to take penalties, take them late into the period and then let the other team play the odds in the carryover conversion. So that's interesting. That is very interesting. Unfortunately, I, I don't know why I couldn't find this article, but I did say I was going to come back to the Tuckman model. So I will go off of my memory and we'll go from there. But I talked to Allison Lucan about the Tuckman model. Both of us are like super into leadership development and leadership theory and stuff like that. But the Tuckman model basically says you, you create a team expansion draft free agency. Everyone's excited. It's the forming stage. Then there, there comes a time where it's like, Hey, now we got to like do things like win hockey games and it gets a little dicey. People have to establish and accept not just the leadership that has been given, such as captains or alternate captains, but the leadership that is, right? This is when the person raised by a lawyer in me is like de facto versus de jour. There's a difference between what is written or who is given a, a leadership and what is or who takes on leadership qualities. So you have to figure all of that out. It's a little bit of a power struggle, not to mention an internal struggle and a character development struggle. What is this team going to be? What is the identity going to be? That's why I was like, show us who you are, Seattle Kraken. We saw that amazing game um, 
against the Wild. We saw uh, another great game against Montreal. That was actually the first one where we started to see the identity of this team. But even then, it was just in blips and pockets. Only two, only two games back-to-back, two consecutive wins. The Seattle Kraken have not strung together a series of wins yet in this inaugural season. That's what has to come next. And in my estimate, Part of the reason that they really need to focus and tighten up on defense is because of what we heard Dave Haxtell say. They got to tighten up on sound defense. Playing the law of averages, the goals are going to come, but they're not going to win if they're not tightening up on defense and if they're not getting more aggressive and getting gritty in front of net. You can't just be one and done. You got to get more opportunities and you have to see the puck go into the net and that will yield more goals. That's what we got folks. There is a game tonight though. So make sure that you are following at locked on Kraken because immediately following the game, I'm going to have an update for you. I'm also going to record Friday's episode immediately after the game. So that should be available in the wee hours of the night for those of us who are on central or Eastern time. But, um, so I won't have, um, a game update or excuse me, I will have the game update for Friday, but I won't have a live update about the AHL announcement. I will be traveling back to the East coast on Friday. So look out on social media because we're going to get a name for the AHL affiliates. And I'm super excited. I've already told you what I think is going to happen. I would really love to see another mythical creature, specifically one that starts with a P and ends with an Enix. Phoenix, that's right. I would like to see it be the name be the Phoenix. We shall see. Also, it's singular. You know, it's not like Phoenixes or it's just Phoenix, Kraken, Phoenix, mythical bird, firebird, mythical water creature. Come on, do the right thing, Oakview. Come on. Seattle Kraken, AHL, uh, what would they be? The the Phoenix. Um, That's what I want. That's what I want. That announcement's coming this week, but I won't be able to record. I'll have already recorded the show. So make sure, again, you are following at Locked on Kraken because as soon as I'm able, plane lands, get the news, I will bring it to you. I will give you my thoughts on social media. Until then, folks, hold fast, stay true, and let's go cracking.